Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ramble Reacts. A bad night for Arsenal in Porto and Liverpool widen the gap at the top of the Premier League. I'm Marcus Speller. And I'm Jim Campbell. Well, hello, everybody. I've missed you, and I sincerely hope you've missed me. Jim, you speak on behalf of the listeners. Have you missed me? I have missed you. God you, bless you, you. Sound, you sound croaky, but it suits you. Yeah, I think I've been told this before. I kind of, I want to be a blues singer at some point, Jim, so right. this is a so sort of... so you've just been chaining cigars, <laughs> have you? There's half a step in that direction. Um, yeah, I've, I've been ill, everybody. It's not been... Uh, it's, it's, it's been very unpleasant. Um, but I don't want to talk about that. I'd rather talk about Porter beating Arsenal 1-0, Jim, and heap the misery over to you. <sighs> yeah, um, it's, a, it's a strange sort of misery because I was, it was just so sudden and so quick. I sort of had flashbacks of Naeem from the halfway line in the mid-90s. and took me all the way back to childhood and a, a particularly scarring incident in my, in my football life. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was very avoidable. Um, I feel like... Martinelli's had a bit of criticism for not just kind of hanging on to the ball. We tried to release Saka uh, with a fairly ambitious pass. It didn't pay off. At the time, I thought maybe Declan Rice could have got out quicker and just stopped shop happening at all. A uh, bit of criticism of Raya's positioning, which I think is maybe a little unfair as well. But again, all of these things happen very quickly in the moment. We're recording very shortly after the end of the game. Um, so, yeah, I think ultimately the, the, the responsibility lies with sort of between Martinelli and Rice for, for not stopping that sh- uh, shot from happening. It was a... It was a sh- 
strange game because Porto are obviously a very industrious, very experienced, very very fit side, and, and I think that sh- that the fact that they you know were without the ball for so much of the game, but their fitness levels didn't didn't drop at all is a, is a sign of that and a, a sign of quite how good teams are in the Champions League. It was a reminder of of of, of the uh, the trials and tribulations that you have to overcome if you if you're at that stage unless you I mean Man City might disagree with getting Copenhagen as their draw but uh, there are very very few games where you can sort of take anything for granted and this was a reminder of that and you know Arsenal went to the game as, as favourites but they were by far, by far the sort of most inexperienced team of the two of them and ultimately it showed in just just one moment and that's how fine the margins can be yeah so to, to back that up I'm sure everybody was aware that it was Arsenal's first Champions League knockout match um, for seven years which is incredible they've now lost five consecutive knockout matches which mm. um, is quite quite damning um, I mean they went out to Portuguese opposition uh, in last year's Europa League although I don't really think that's too relevant but um, the, the match against Porto was the first time Arsenal didn't have a shot on target in a match for two years yeah, so I it shows you what a job Porto did on them. Absolutely. I, I think it was an interesting performance from an Arsenal perspective. Um because there was a lot of maturity to it at times. I think they they handled a lot of the occasion very well in places. Declan Rice in particular getting a booking like in, in I think the first minute and you know, it didn't affect his game at all. He played played really, really, really well on a booking. You you wouldn't really notice anything he adapted about his game to to account for that. Um but I think the approach from Arteta was about control, right? It was about making sure that you kind of stay in the tie and that you, 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 if it has to be cagey, if it has to be a little bit boring, then so be it. I think what was really quite impressive from Porto in particular was how they nullified Arsenal's threat from, from set pieces. Mm, a lot going on. The um, there was essentially chaos in the box, or it appeared to be chaos. I think Porto very much had a game plan of what they were doing there in terms of how they tried to disrupt Arsenal's set piece delivery, um, and 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 they certainly achieved that. And it really, really takes the sting out of mm-hmm. um, out of how you feel it's going to go. As you say, no, no shots on target. That's that's a, that's a rarity. I think a lot of the kind of cross field passing was off. There were quite a few occasions where the, where the ball went out of play when, when a teammate was looking for a teammate across the pitch. The pitch looked absolutely huge, did, yeah. which I know is to do with the camera nest <laughs> in Portugal. But yeah. it, it really added to the sense that this game was going to be really, really tough. You can get different sizes be... of pitches, of course. Sure, but, yeah. you, you know. They're not like I mean, double the size it, of, of regular I'm not pitches. confident that I can make a judgment on that. You know, based on where the cameras are in, in different stadiums, mm. but the the pitch looks huge. It, it, everything looked a little bit difficult, and you know, at times as the, as the game wore on and it looked like it was going to be nil nil, I was thinking, I'm pretty happy with this. Mm. It's been a very mature performance. Mm. Um, it makes it all level when you go back. And now the game is completely different. Now Porto are canny enough and wily enough and experienced enough in the Champions League. They're in it pretty much every season, very very regularly. They've, they've got very experienced players. It's, you know, we'll come on to Pepe in a moment, I'm sure. Um, and you know, they can they can try and enact a very, very bespoke game plan in London now. And, and that is something that's that's going to be difficult to navigate. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they could basically do, again, what they did in the in the home tie. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think Arsenal fans and Arteta and Co probably would have been, as you say, content with a nil-nil. Because you think, well, we'll back ourselves to, to beat them mm. over two legs and certainly to win at home in North London. Well, I still back Arsenal to beat them. It's just a case of can they get more than one goal. Um, 
and well, I know those who are listening might go, well, I got it. They could go through on penalties. Okay, fine. You, you get the picture. Um, I think that Arsenal, where I might sort of slightly disagree with you is I thought Arsenal looked quite timid against right. Porto. I agree with you with Declan Rice. I mean, I, I, I find Rice, he has that kind of crazy challenge in him. Uh, mm. it, I, I understand it was the first minute. I mean, I, I don't know the player would have sort of broken away a little bit, but he does dive in when it's a sort of 70-30 against him. I sometimes. think that came from a little bit of nerves, really. And I think, um, the, you know, there are a lot of players, you know, making their Champions League knockout stage debuts uh, tonight, which is which is interesting, isn't it? Even players with a lot of Premier League experience mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I think the occasion certainly seemed to get to them. First five minutes or so, there were a couple mm-hmm. of passes like that that were a little bit all over the place and it looked a little bit nervy. Yeah. And that crept in at different periods of the game. William Saliba was certainly not at, not at his best. Um they really, really effectively mar- effectively marshaled uh, Martinelli and Saka as well. Um, and yeah, no, I, I take that. So, I think well, a, was... so that kind of goes into the point then, doesn't it? That if you have players who are inexperienced and making Champions League debuts and you go into a place which look, is not the hardest place to go in the Champions League, but it is a, a familiar place and a, and, and a team with a little bit of pedigree, um, you know, I mean, they have won the Champions League the same amount of times, or the Europe, the, the top prize, um, the same amount of times, as, or, or more so than some of the the, the big clubs. But sure, it, you're going back into history now, which is quite unnecessary. Uh, Arteta's game plan was okay. Let's go there. Let's control it, and let's not lose, because yeah. we'll go back to the Emirates and we'll and we'll whip them. Now that still is the plan. Yes. Ultimately, it just got to do with a bit more purpose. And but the problem is though is at the Emirates, half-time, it's nil-nil. Yeah. 50 minutes, 60 minutes, and well, Pepe what? will just be going... <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be a real test of the, you know, the new-look, fun-time, good-vibes Arsenal, yeah. won't it, really? Because it that is going to be a stressful situation, should it occur. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you have to mitigate against it as someone in the crowd. You have to try and do the, the best you can to just support the team in, mm. in every challenge. And I think... I, I think it will be better than it has been in the past because I think what what frustrates fans of any team is is same old same old isn't yeah. it and this is a completely different team from from the ones that have um, gone out in the last 16 of the Champions League before and also it's you know you there's a it's a challenge uh-huh. you know there's a, there's a very very specific set of circumstances you have to achieve it's almost a mission so hopefully it won't come to that but as you say Pepe what a, what a fascinating footballer he is because you look at that game in, adv- in advance as an Arsenal player and you think you know what you want to get Martinelli yeah. in, in particular in one-on-ones against Pepe and he got nothing out of him absolutely nothing and you would think in a foot race Martinelli's going to smash him every time over and over again but it just it didn't really ever get into a situation where that mattered well and, and because Porto wouldn't let it happen that's why indeed uh, you know they were um, and Varela playing in front of the back line he was yeah super, he was fantastic wasn't he? As well. the other Pepe was very good too yeah yeah wasn't yeah, one's never enough although one is actually usually one too, too many, many. Yeah. quite <laughs> often yeah. Yeah. yeah we would argue uh but but Pepe um the uh the Portuguese uh man or originally from Brazil of course he, he became the oldest outfield player to play in the Champions League knockout stages which yeah. is phenomenal. the man just goes on and on and and like I often say with, with, with players that get that old and are still playing at the top level or any level, really, without being too kind of silly about it, it's the physicality and, and all that kind of stuff um, is, is obviously very, very impressive. It's the desire 
that mm. I kind of admire. The desire that he still wants to kick people. He still wants to. Uh, he still wants to. He booted his own goalkeeper at one point. Right, I'll have yeah. you. You know, I, I just, I, I genuinely admire it because there he is. They're there, and 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 doing it for a Porto side who, what are they third in, in Portugal? They're not mm. pulling up too many trees back home. You know, their home record's been very good this season. He right? has been, yeah. Um, I believe that Andre Vias Boas is trying to become their next president. That's right. Yeah, be, there's a bit of a which would be interesting bit of a tussle going on in the boardroom. Yeah, yeah with, with Pepe as well. It's it's not just the desire because we've we've I, I saw recently Thiago Silva talking about what he does basically to be able to play at this level at his age. So you know you would assume that Pepe has to do some something similar to be able to to play at that level at his age. Yeah, but it's like you know. Going to bed really, really early, going straight home and getting into sort of various different, really expensive kind of sci-fi chambers to like <laughs> give yourself the proper recovery. And it's like, you don't really do a lot yeah. other than play football. Um, would you want him doing a, anything it's else? It's an incredible commitment. Surely he would like to do something yeah, but would else. Would you, Jim? We're not happy. Would I? Whenever he goes um, to I'd work, been... we see where he is. We know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that that wasn't ideal for me tonight. Yeah, that's true. Despite him being forty, I would have would have preferred not you, to. You're one of the unlucky ones. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, so let, let's talk about um, uh, Wenderson Galeno, who who scored the goal. Of course, he scored mm. and assisted eight. Champions League goals this season because we put assists and goals in the same thing now. Even if yes. even if an assist now is just a very subtle sideways pass to a player forty yards out and then he beats everybody yeah. and stuffs it at the top. It's court. a goal involvement. It's mate. a goal, it's a goal involvement. involvement. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how we got to this, but there we are. But it's more than any other player in the competition so far this season, apparently, which is quite impressive. It's it, greedy, it, isn't it? It, <laughs> it was. I mean, just as well for him, he scored because. <laughs> He missed two chances. Yeah, the, the first, the, the one in the first half where he hit the bar and then um, kind of volleyed the rebound wide with his left foot. Hit the bar with his right foot, volleyed the rebound wide with his left foot, possibly in a sort of quite slapstick tribute to, to right. Andy Bramer. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. That's how I remember okay. it from, through the through the fear. Um, but it was it was so confusing. It was one of those ones where it happened so quickly. I just It was like there was a force field on the goal. It was, I just did not understand how it didn't go in. Completely. Delighted it didn't. But again, I mean, you know, we, we've not really referred, we've not really mentioned that. But that was a gift. That yes, was, was Arsenal really, really got away with that. Again, possibly this is inexperience showing at that well, level. I would have liked it to have gone in just to see what Arsenal would have done. Now, of course, we'll see what they would they're going to do in the second leg. They're going to have to, to, to properly go for it. Because, you know, I mean, the thing is with Arsenal, they could win that game 4-0. At, at the Emirates, you know, I think you know. Arteta, I don't know. I think Porto, Porto are too wily for that. Yes, I don't think they will win it four 0 But I think that Arsenal, when they get the tails up, I mean, you know, Arsenal. You know, Miguel Delaney was making the point: Are they the biggest side in in Europe not to have won the Champions League? Atletico Madrid might suggest otherwise, but you know, yeah, Arsenal, there's, there's certainly, a huge you side. think it's between those two. They're going PSG. They're go- ah. Yeah, up there. You know, they're they're, yeah, they yeah, they're they're going they're going well in the Premier League. We know what they can do, scoring a lot of goals. Porto were all mm. about just restricting them tonight. But I mean, of yeah. course, you 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 stick in there, you get chances, or you get a moment of quality, or whatever it may be, and suddenly you know they're they're, they're one nil up. I mean that that goal from Galeno, you you mentioned a few people in that um, move with with Martinelli playing the ball out, so and, and rightly so. The my initial thought when it went in was and it's harsh because that's a great goal so we're nitpicking here but my initial thoughts were could David Ray have done a little more there yeah 
Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. That was on my mind. Yeah, and that was the, that was my initial thought before. You know, when the ball goes in and I saw Raya dive, I thought he's not getting that. Mm. And it was just, I think, if he another little step, it was the feet. I think, but I mean, look, I'm not an expert in in, in goalkeeping, so you know. And and I think I don't. It's not a howl or anything, but it's just those tiny little teensy ones. It's the margins, isn't yeah. it? And and this is what is again something that you is a real reminder actually of of how important those things are in the Champions League, because um, you know I feel like when this game comes back to the Emirates for the second leg, uh-huh. if Arsenal score early. Porto won't change their game plan. No, they're I, not going to suddenly start busting a gut yeah. for a winner. They will stay calm, yep. and they will still try and just be confident that they're going to get a couple of chances yep. and try and be ruthless with those chances. It, they won't do the thing that you expect of, of teams in the Premier League, of course, to start chasing the game because they've got nothing to lose. It's it's about those little moments yeah. and those, you know, those, those I suppose expressions of maturity and um, yeah. Yeah, no, you, you, you're right. Even if they went two 0 down early on, in a sense, you know, st- you, they're still a goal away from from you know extra time or, or, or whatever it may be. Well, we shall see about that. Um, so Arsenal, they're one 0 down after the first leg, Jim. Mm-hmm. Despite that, though, can Arsenal go on and progress into the latter stages and maybe dare I even say go all the way in this competition? I think they can progress <clears throat> through this round. I would be astonished if they won it to be honest so you wouldn't put them um, down as one of the favourites I don't think so no. I think bec- it's because of the inexperience of it it's easy to you know predict things that are going to happen on paper isn't it yeah. but you know this is a it was a really tough game tonight and it's a game it's a team where you would you know everyone was happy to get Porto in that draw there were certainly yeah. certainly easier games but there were there were a lot tougher games and everyone was thinking alright we'll be we'll be favourites there went into favourites mm-hmm. went in as favourites rather and, and lost the game lost the game in slightly weird circumstances because I think you know if you if you look at it on paper and you know, Arsenal didn't have any shots on target and they, they lose to a late goal it, it sounds like it was a worse performance than it was yeah. it was a very sort of kind of almost deliberately cagey mm. control focused performance um, but that said I mean can you do that in the Bernabeu yeah well exactly if, if you have to play City over two legs are you going to be able to yeah, I mean, you, you City, know, control not just the quality of it but the emotion of it as well yeah. I, I think Arsenal can and will get past Porto but I I, I don't think they're going to they're going to win the competition the whole you know the, the idea behind the project is getting to, getting Arsenal to a point where they're where they're regularly there and can build that experience mm-hmm. yeah 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 no you're right I think Real Madrid and Manchester City for example would be above them I, I might even put one or two others you could even say you've got Inter like teams, you teams put, like Inter of course yeah, I mean, Inter or, or, or Atletico whoever gets through that yeah. it's, it's the experience isn't it what about Bayern what about Thomas Tuchel's Bayern well by the, by yeah, the, maybe mean, if they progress though it could be Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Bayern we certainly hope <laughs> Or Jose's part. Yeah. Possibly a job share, who knows? <laughs> yes, he'll definitely be up for that. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Elsewhere in the Champions League tonight, Barcelona and Napoli drew one all in Naples. It was Francesco Calzona's first game in charge of Napoli after they sacked Walter Mazzari. And not having a good time of it of late, Napoli. And when I say of late, I mean specifically this season, because last yeah. season they were pretty damn good. But I think they'd take that, though, wouldn't they? They would. Uh, yeah, I mean... Actually, we've been to Napoli. Was, None of them would take it. Yeah, None I, of... They're all, like... They're all a lot... As individuals, they are a lot. Yeah, I, go, to, go to the terraces. There, go. Yeah, yeah but you guys would take this. With you. You're champions. Yeah, um, you know, you you might be ninth, but I mean, you know, it's a it's a piss poor title defence, but it could be worse. Yeah. All right, Vesuvius, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> they, would, they, would, they would not appreciate it. No, no, I don't think they would. But they would. I think they would appreciate your sense of history, though. Mm. Maybe that would just be me, but uh, perhaps we shouldn't uh, 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 ponder on that too much. But yes, th- not having a good time of it. Um, Calzona uh, is, is, is come in. Uh, he's he's been at the club before, um, but yeah, Matsari didn't do very well. Rudy Garcia was was uh, given the job after Spalletti left, and Spalletti left. Is he Spalletti very clever? Very, mm. very oh, clever. Absolutely. This is what I said. To, uh, get out of there. Yeah, well, this is what I said when Moyes won the Europa Conference League. I said, get out of there. It's never going to get. This is as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Spalletti has played an absolute blinder. He wins the league in stunning fashion, and then and then rides out there on his on his um, in his car, which they just given back to him or whatever, because you know they. <laughs> what, what did they nick his car door or something? A oh, steering wheel. So. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. He's like, cheers, and you'll never see me again. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so, so he's playing Brian. So Calzona's first game is a knockout game against Barcelona. Now, Barcelona, we know, aren't the side that they were a few years ago, of course, but they've still got Robert Lewandowski and some pretty Absolutely. handy players. And so I think, you know, one all draw, I didn't watch the game because watching Arsenal, I think, you know, having had a sort of a little quick sniff around after the match yeah. to see what everybody thought, not too shabby. 
Not at all. Not not you know as your as, as your first game as you say. It's, it's not quite a free hit. It's never going to be that in a in a job that big. Uh-huh. But it's imagine uh, if he said that. that. Well, it's a bit of a free hit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, he's not naturally isn't going to have a, have have had a huge amount of time to get up to speed with with who his players are. He came in about two days ago within his system. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's very very impressive. Yeah. Well, I, but it's funny you say that he didn't. You know, that's he he. Because when Garcia came in and then uh, Garcia played totally different style of football to Spalletti and then, and then Mazzari did as well, uh, was actually Calzona's just said, right, I'm just hitting the reset button. They know what mm. to do. I've been given a great team. They know how to play. <laughs> so he, he must have just flicked through Spalletti's handover notes or whatever and gone, well, let's just bloody do this. So I mean, like, what, what, was the, what were the other guys thinking? So, yeah, they went 1-0 down. Robert Lewandowski scored, of course, because he, he wielded. But what was lovely was to see Victor Ossiman scoring as well. It was, um, yeah, it was a lovely back goal. from the Africa Cup of Nations as well, where every time I saw him at the Africa Cup of Nations, I just thought he looks injured or he's just is something not quite right. Mm. So to see him scoring a big goal in a big game like this, I was, I was, I was quite pleased for him. He's one of those players who just, on first sight of him in a match, there's something different about him. There's an X factor. There's something there. It's like, wow, he's, there's something about this player that he's got a little bit more than, than the other professional footballers running around on this pitch. There's something about like, maybe the fluidity in his movement. Is it, there's something is it the quite mask? graceful about him. Is it, the... it could be the mask, actually. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, that's, no, you that's are right. Exactly it, what it is. It's quite pleasing, though, when you see one all who scored. Lewandowski and Ossiben, two of the top yeah, strikers. And in fact, when um, you know, in in the commentary of the of the Arsenal Porto game, um, when Darren Fletcher mentioned that Ossiben had, had scored in that game, Ali McCoyce just went, "Oh, I think we all felt like that, didn't we?" So, oh, I can't wait to watch that. Later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good, very good. Well, I agree with you. Football's favourite uncle. Yeah. Uh, well, do make sure you listen to on the continent later today, where Dotton and Andy will be joined by Nicky Bandini to chat more about uh, this game and what Napoli can expect from their new boss. Search on the continent in your podcast apps to listen now. Um, yes. Now, just staying with Barcelona for for, for a moment. Uh, Apparently, they've been hunting a mole in the dressing room who has allegedly been leaking club secrets to the press. Because right. there aren't many clubs where I would ask for clarification on whether it was a literal mole or not. <laughs> but Barcelona are currently one of them. So I'm glad you, you, you clarified that this is a person and not just an actual mole that's causing chaos in there because they're just that much of a joke at the moment. Yeah, I, um, I just... Uh, what is, it's just strange, isn't it? The, the footballing landscape, how it could yeah. change so... Dramatically, Barcelona. I think the, the funny thing with Barcelona as well is obviously, you know, they're a, a team that a lot of football fans have various feelings about. They've done a lot of good things, of course. We all love some of the teams they've put together, but they, they have behaved in a way in the past that is frustrating and where they get, try and get under the skin of, of other teams and, and extract their players and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're the good guys though, and Jim. That's what they always say. They are. The, well, indeed, they're more on the club, aren't they? Yeah. But like you... <laughs> You, you kind of forget that they're in this situation. You look away for a moment mm. and then you look back, it's like, oh, of course, it's absolute chaos and they can't spend any money, yet they are spending money and they're yeah. sort of selling their future. And they're, they're, every time you look away and look back, they're doing something mad. And I don't, I don't really think we've seen the worst of it yet no. because 
they are kind of mortgaging their future or certainly looking to do it to do that with some of the some of the deals they're talking about making they've just had their salary cap reduced which are absolutely fuming about it's like you have to stop spending money <laughs> don't get it why don't you understand this basic arithmetic is just not on their agenda although by the sounds of it jim you're talking about all these deals the mole seems to be feeding you some very tasty information yeah, so well, uh, yeah the, indeed well, i couldn't possibly tell you who it is well, there you go because um, they might come looking know. for you um right then let's uh, come all the way back home to bonnie old england because uh, in the premier league liverpool beat luton town 4-1 yeah Ars- enemies of football yeah <laughs> well yes arsenal and manchester city's title rivals move four points clear at the top of the premier league after their big win which is lovely stuff for them because they've got the cup final on the weekend yeah. and whatever happens they'll be top of the league uh, Absolutely, and uh, you know they've been they've been impressive since they lost at the Emirates. Uh, with they just won every game since pretty handily three as in a well. row. Um, yeah, three in a row. Uh, they've got a lot of injuries. They're essentially missing a first team. Well, they were without um, eleven first team players. It's it's very very impressive. Yeah. And again, it's it's the, the the strength and depth that they've they've not quite pulled together quickly, but given they finished fifth last season, the, the, the leap they've made in quality is really, really impressive. And when you factor in missing that many players, it's a further illustration of it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, to, yeah. So, the, yeah, 11 first-team players missing is obviously is obviously pretty big. And then you look, and including the goalkeeper, of course, who's arguably the best goalkeeper in the world. And then you look at the players that they've got still there, you know, Van Dijk, McAllister, you know, Endo, um, Kakpo and, and Diaz. But, yeah, you, you you are right to point that out. Um, but then, you know, Harvey Everett comes on, and uh, not comes on, so he starts the game and obviously scores. Yeah, um, Lovely goal. Yeah, exactly. McAllister, a couple of assists and so on. I mean, Luis Diaz gets one. Um, so, yeah, I, just, I mean, 1-0 down, you know, Luton had them going for a little bit but then uh, in that second half they, they just blitzed them and, and Luton Town fans I know how you feel I know how you feel that's just yeah. it's the hope that kind of kills you really but it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all and winning 1-0 at half time at Anfield that's a collector's item <laughs> like you'll never forget that you'll never forget how you felt you know I used to I used to there was a guy I used to work with who was a big Crystal Palace fan uh, and everyone else in the office supported. Well, I say everyone else. There was a handful of guys where we all used to sit. And Arsenal fans, Chelsea fans, mate, usual. And the Palace fan, he was a top lad, and he went. He followed them home and away everywhere. And he went up to Old Trafford. And Palace fans will remember this game. They lost. Pretty sure it was five two uh, at Old Trafford. I think Old Gabor Kirai was in goal for, right. for Palace in, in back in those days. Could be wrong, but I think so. Kirai saved a penalty on Man United and missed a penalty. And then, of course, in the second half, um, you know, normality has resumed, if you like. And come, on Monday morning in the office, people were like, oh, you know, the Man United fans giving it plenty and saying, oh, I bet you had a crap time. And he was like, lads, what are you talking about? I had an amazing time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I, we had them going. Like, I saw my side score two goals at Old Trafford and they missed a yeah. penalty. Like, it's just, it's such a bonus. You go there. You're thinking, right, you're right. And back in those days, obviously, Old Trafford was a fortress. Now, I think he'd be gutted if they went there and they lost 5-2. <laughs> this is it. You're supposed to enjoy it. Yeah. And I suppose you've got to make the most of the moments in which you can enjoy it. You're absolutely right. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, I've no doubt Luton Town fans had a, had a you know, a lovely old time. I'll tell you, it did have a lovely old time by the end of it. it was Jurgen Klopp. My goodness, yeah. he was he was fist pumping every end of the uh, of the stadium, every, every stand in the stadium. Yeah, which is completely reasonable, isn't it? Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> You enjoy the moments, didn't you? You do, yeah. Are you, you, you? I thought I was going to. I thought we were going to catch you as the celebratory well, police, Jim. Yeah. Well, one thing is, I would say, is that obviously, um, 
we saw in the in the Arsenal celebrations after the Liverpool game, mm. um, Mikel Arteta sort of doing some kind of you know big fist pumps, and yeah. that's, it's sort it's sort of our thing, sort of our thing. Is that so. right? I suppose if they're stealing our stuff, it's a bit of a compliment. Yeah, you have to take it that way. Yeah, um, quoting Curtis you know, Jones shows we're doing something right. I am <laughs> quoting Curtis Jones. Yeah. Just in case anyone's lost on what Jim's doing, <laughs> and he's gone mad. Um, what do you think of that? celebration that Klopp and one or two other managers have done it but I always just we all think of Klopp where he does that where he sort of runs up and ooh and then he goes way 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 with a fist I kind of think it's a bit wank I've no doubt I'd probably get involved if it was happening I can't imagine Marco Silva doing that to the putty end at Fulham like it'd be very (laughs) strange what bloody is he attacking us what's going on here Marco behave yourself not very Fulhamish at all um but like, I, I again, I can imagine like going. All right, more for the manager's sake, you know. Like if Southgate at Wembley or something, you know, after we yeah just hammered, you know, San Marino eleven nil, you know. Um, but I do think it's a little bit wank that particular celebration. Well, I, I think Klopp is obviously a very emotional person and and uh, draws a lot of energy from emotion. But I also think he's a clever and 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 calculated person as well. I think he knows that pumping up at Anfield for the, the rest of the season is is. Is going to be advantageous for them. So, don't give a politician's answer, Jim. What do you think? It's not a politician's answer. I think it's political. <laughs> I think I think he's I think he's doing it. Yeah, he's always done to, it to, to draw something from. But yeah, absolutely, and it's and it's always worked, doesn't it? It's a part of that connection they have. It's a part of how they get that atmosphere pumping. Right. Uh, is it a bit wank? I mean, yeah, it doesn't. I don't feel anything for it, but it's not for me, is it? Yeah, but Jim, this, what if a manager rocks up at Arsenal and say, Mikel Arteta? It's the kind of thing he might suddenly start doing next season or towards the end of the season. We did it a little while ago. We all enjoyed it. Yeah, true. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Well, there he we actually are. did a really good thing tonight that we didn't get to talk about. Which was? A nice little bit of shithousing. He stopped Porto taking a quick throw by throwing another ball onto the pitch, which I'm a <laughs> big fan of. Big fan of. Well, more of that in the Premier League, please. All right, everybody. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening to uh, Ramble Reacts. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, do join us uh, once again on Friday for the preview show where we will be dishing out more of this kind of nonsense. In the meantime, find us on uh, Twitter, currently known as X, I believe, uh, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Football Ramble. And do follow us on Spotify, headed up by big Daniel Eck, who's an Arsenal fan. Mm. You know, I'm sure he's a Spurs sympathiser as well. If you hate Arsenal that much, so so do you know get involved in Spotify? You can't put to pieces. It's a bit like what, you're right. You got to hedge your bets. It's a bit like in, with Rangers and Celtic. They used to have the same sponsor. If Carling yeah. wanted everyone in Glasgow to drink Carling, you can't sponsor one. You got to do the other as well. Uh, don't give a politician's outro. <laughs> well, that was a shambolic outro, which I think you'll find is very fitting <laughs> at the moment in British politics. So up yours. Yes. See you Friday. is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 